Mac Voices Holiday Gift Guide number four. This is Mac Voices. Today's Mac Voices is supported by Quip, better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, this is yet another holiday gift guide show. We try to do a number of these throughout the holiday season, and it also means we get together, get together, get to get together with just more of more of our friends um, and let them tell you what they may be giving or hoping to get this year. And so you guys know the rules, uh, but just in case somebody's here for the first time, we do one one pick per person per round, and we do four rounds. So you end up with hopefully. 16 really great gift ideas in a fairly short amount of time. And more importantly, you find out why the folks picked them. They did just reach into a hat and grab them. So, as always, oh, let's... Wait, wait, wait. wait. We, we aren't supposed to reach into a hat? Oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We, we blew it. We blew it. Got so my hat right here. Here we go. We're off the rails already. So first up, Peter Cohen is here. Peter, welcome. It's great to, great to see you. I haven't had you back on for a long time. I don't know why. Yeah, because the show is off the rails and we're just getting started. That's why you haven't had me on at all. <laughs> uh, well, it's great to see you. I hope everything's going well for you. Absolutely. Thank you very much. Good. For his very first gift guide, Mr. Jim Ray is here. Jim, welcome. Good to have you. Good to, good to be here. I think I'm looking forward to it. depending on his experience this might be jim's last gift guide we'll see we'll see um last but absolutely not least mr wally cherwinski he's he's still rattling around getting his stuff in order wally it's good to see you yeah likewise one of my uh favorite times of the year good to see all of you this is absolutely absolutely great so You've heard the rules now at least two or three times, so let's just get right to it. And um, I'm going to keep the same order, if that's okay. That way, that way, uh, Jim will get to see how it's done by Peter. Okay. So, Peter, that right. puts you well, that, that puts you that puts you in the position of role model. What do you think? Uh, yeah, that's well, Chuck. I think we all know how that turned out last time. I mean, you know. <laughs> all right. So. Uh, let me get, let me dive right into it because I'm actually very excited about the list that I, I I'm excited about lists I come up with every year because this is just such a fun thing, Chuck. And thanks for having, thanks for doing this, and thanks for giving people ideas. So you know, I, I try to make people kind of like look outside the the box of like the normal gift or gift card sort of thing. So the first thing on my list is a really cool hardcover book that you can buy from bitmapbooks.co.uk. Um, that is, uh, the secret, uh, history of Mac gaming by Richard Moss. It's a very cool book. This is not the first time it's been a print. This is a reprint with, uh, additional material that Richard didn't have, uh, ready the first time he, he published this, but this is very near and dear to my heart for a couple of reasons. First of all, I wrote about gaming for, uh, for Mac gaming very specifically for about 20 years. So this book is just, you know, it's, it's a big representation of my professional life. Right. Um, but it's also just a really cool history of the Mac and gaming. You know, people don't necessarily associate the Mac as like a really good gaming platform. Um, but games have been part of the Mac experience 
from the very first Mac onward. Um, you know, famously, there was, um, you know, infighting in Apple as to whether or not games should be allowed on the platform at all. And, you know, we, we, we can talk about how things have gone over the years. But the bottom line is now Apple has an ecosystem with Apple Arcade and other stuff. Um, that gives people uh, lots of game options for their Mac. But there's a lot of history here um, that people, a lot of people don't know about at all, but that it is just it is, is part of the fabric of gaming history as well, like Bungie Software and their um, contribution to, to the Mac gaming platform and uh, John Carmack and uh, 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 his development also on Next um, for the original Doom. There's just so much cool stuff in here. I contributed. Lots of other people who wrote about this stuff at the time contributed. It's really cool. And you get a free PDF as well. So that's my pitch. Um, you can pick it up for twenty nine pounds 99 um, and however that translates into your local currency. Peter, you're right. And, and I'm, a, I'm a notorious non-gamer. But <laughs> even I know names like Bungie and John Carmack. And so for somebody to, to get, you know, I guess quantify this a little bit. That sounds like a really neat thing for somebody that's into gaming. Yeah, and I mean, you get to see stuff right back to um, uh, the, the first games that were included with the Mac that, um, that that you could get for the Mac as well. Um, and, you know, some of the original shareware stuff back in the day. Just tons and tons of good stuff. Um, and uh, just uh, created with a lot of love. I absolutely adore it. Very nice. Are you quoted by any chance? Okay. Yeah, I, I, like, I contributed. You, you contributed? I, I was going to say, I'm sort of like Chuck in that um, I, I'm less of a gamer now, but I was a bit more of a gamer before when my kids were little because we'd sit yeah. down and play uh, adventure games, role-playing games, and things like that. Delightful. And I kind of moved away from it. And one of my favorite games of all time, a, a series by uh, Cliff Johnson, if you remember Cliff Johnson, I think he did uh, uh, these these crazy puzzle games that you had to solve were absolutely mind blowing, but light. So um, I think the nostalgic part of that I'd really be interested in in that book. Yeah, I mean Cliff Johnson, of course, was uh, um, the fool's errand uh, back yes. in the day. Um, just a, an absolutely legendary um, d designer of visual puzzles that. Uh, really kind of put um, uh, a lot of, of computer puzzle game fans on 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 uh, on their ears uh, trying to figure out and stuff like that. Yeah, uh, you know, it's that sort of stuff. Like uh, if if the name or if, if John Calhoun and Glider rings any bell with you, you know, old school Mac people uh, on your Christmas list, this is for them. You know, if uh, if if Ambrosia Software and Maelstrom was your thing back in the day, you're going to love this thing. Mm. Excellent pick, Peter. Excellent pick. Okay, Jim, now you've seen how it's done. What is your okay. first pick? Well, my first pick is also a book. Um, it's And it's actually, it's a book that I have ordered for somebody. I ordered one for myself and one for my brother. I don't think he watches this, is going to watch this, so I hope not. <laughs> um, it's a little bit problematic in that it's on Kickstarter and it's not actually going to be ready for Christmas. Um, but I still think for the right person, it will be a great book. And it's called the, app, uh, the iOS App Icon Book 
I don't know if any of you have seen this. It just went on Kickstarter about a little more than a week ago, and they're way over their uh, amount. Let's see, they're at one hundred twenty thousand of eleven thousand dollar goal. So they have eleven hundred backers. Twenty two days to go, and uh, it it looks like it's just going to be a beautiful book of the history of icons on iOS, and also some discussion about how to design icons for iOS. So it, it, it looks like it's going to be, you know, just a really nice book. And my brother is a, um, he's a, he's an illustrator. In fact, he did the icon for my application. Um, so I think it'll be a perfect gift and I'm looking forward to, to my copy also. Very nice. Very nice. I, I had not seen this. So it, it, it's it's interesting how many coffee table books Apple seems to generate. Um, you know that the one they did was ridiculously expensive a while back, but there are a number of them out there, and this is just another one of those that you can throw on the coffee table. And you know, if you have a, a, a free minute or you know something, you just pick it up and start to enjoy. So, nice looks pick. like more than more than a minute. I, you know, on Mac Voices, I, I think a week ago, Dave mentioned a, a, a book that he got for like sixteen dollars about Apple design. Do you remember that, Chuck? And yeah. mine mine just arrived about five minutes before we started recording. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you said you ordered it, so. I did, yeah. and it just, I haven't even really looked at it. I opened the box and like, yep, that's it. And I got to go get, jump on the call. So I'm going to look at it afterwards. Great, great. Good pick. So I'd say you're off the ground pretty well, Jim. You're right in the spirit of things. Wally, what do you have for us for round one? Well, before I start, I, I must say there have been a lot of really good picks uh, so far in this series, and I'm, I think we're uh, upholding the tradition today. So I suspect uh, your credit card must be melting, Chuck? Uh, yeah, it's a little warm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for this one, um, I wish I had a real product to show you, but I don't. So you will have to uh, picture this. So imagine if you have an old iPhone lying around, maybe like this one, an old 3G, one you don't use very much anymore. So you take it apart right down to the very pieces. You take all those little pieces and you mount them on a back. Then you print labels explaining what all of the components are and what they do. And finally, you frame it and hang it on the wall. Wouldn't that look nice? Well, you can actually buy something exactly like that from Grid Studio. What it is, is an actual decommissioned iPhone or other Apple device. They carefully tear it down, they mount it, they label it, and they frame it. So you can think of it as nostalgia meets tech art. Now, it's not cheap. They're around $140 to $270, depending on the model of device you pick. But it sure is impressive. Um, you can get most iPhone models from the earliest ones right up to the iPhone 10. I think it's the most recent. You can also pick an iPhone Touch, uh, the Apple Watch, the Magic Mouse. 
So I think this is something that will really, comes the pun, deck the walls in your home or office. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. That's, that's very cool. I mean, this is another one that I didn't know about. Yeah, I, I stumbled up upon that by accident the other day and thought, wow, this is neat. And, and frankly, I mean, somebody tell me if I'm being a little naive, but obviously depending on the device, but I'm kind of surprised that it's that inexpensive because there, there would be a fair amount of work involved with something like that. It is. It is. You know, all you have to do is watch some of those five-fixed teardowns and you understand how uh, intricate some of those devices are and how they come apart. But yeah, they have to go through that whole procedure and, and uh, spiff it up, mount it. Yeah, it, I'm tempted to get one myself. Very nice. Very nice. Okay. Newsflash. We have a special guest appearance by Ken Ray of Mac OS Ken to endorse Huawei's gift pick. Ken, it's great to have you. Thanks for uh, stopping in. Uh, thank you very much for letting me horn in, Chuck. I appreciate it. Well, you've got all the festive lights up, Ken. I mean, we just we had to. You know, we had to. I do, and I even dress for the occasion. I, I got my. Uh, it, it's Grinchy. You can't actually see, but the Grinch is unraveling the sweater. Is what's happening on the shirt, and I got cool. my Mickey Mouse pen because I'll I'll put myself in the holiday spirit, Dagnabbit, whether I'm there or not. <laughs> Well, you apparently have uh, one of these items from Grid that Grid Studios that uh, you've been very happy with. So tell us the story and tell us all about it. Okay, so what happened actually was a year ago on macOS Ken, I did a story about them because I, I came across them someplace. Don't remember where. You know, one of the many places like cool holiday gifts and mostly those things. I, d I think I might have been on one of your holiday gift guides once because I don't buy a lot of stuff. And uh, and uh, and I'll be honest, this is not a thing that I bought. But you know, last year I was like, "Wow, that's really pretty." I want to tell people about that. You know, if they're interested, you know, whatever. There was no anything. It was just I came across the story. I told people about it. I was done. So about three weeks ago on Twitter, I got a message from Grid, uh, Grid Studio, and they said, "Hey, we want to send you one of these things, and when you get it, will you tweet about it?" And that was it. So there was no, and I was like, well, I'd be interested in seeing it. And then I went and looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, I saw your stuff last year. One of my listeners actually wrote to me and said that they had bought it and they really liked it. And so I said I was excited about it. And, uh, and that was about it. There was no, there's no money being exchanged or anything like that. I liked the idea of this thing a year ago, which is why I talked about it. And then when they wrote to me and said, do you want one? Well, yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, so, you know, uh, talk back and forth with them a little bit. As you and I talk right now, they have a Black Friday sale. I don't know when this is going to go out. I don't know how long their sale lasts. What I can tell you, though, is at full price, this thing would be really cool. Um, so what I got was the iPhone 6. And if you'll uh, pardon me reaching, I will show it to people. What, they do, what they've done, basically, is they go and they get different products. So they have a lot of iPhones. They have Apple Watch. I want to say they have a Game Boy or something. They have a few different products. So if there's a thing that you're particularly into or a thing that you know somebody who is particularly into, even if they're not an iPhone person, they may have a thing there. And what they sell, I believe, is something that's called a grid frame where you pick out the thing you want 
and they they send it to you. Now the sad part is this is a busted up iPhone, <laughs> but it's an old busted up iPhone, so it's okay. The cool thing about it is, I, don't know, I, I well now I can't see the camera. So am I in? Am I in frame, Chuck? You're, perf- you're perfect. All right. So each one has a different uh, quote about uh, from Steve Jobs, which I think is down there on the right as you're looking at it. And they have different things about the different products that they have as well. And they've taken them out and made them. I mean, they made them a composition. I do not have a particular affinity for uh, iPhone six, but I didn't have a particular affinity for any of the ones that they had there. I do believe they sell the first one, but that one's you know cost prohibitive. So even if I was buying, I don't. I want to say they're like six hundred bucks. But if you're really into the first iPhone, uh, these are considerably less. By the way, I don't know what their prices are, and I'm not here to. I'm not here to pitch them. I'm here to say if this was a thing that you were thinking about, it's well worth it because, I don't know, it's art. It's neat. I mean, it's the kind of thing that I know that I would be into. Uh, the uh, my, my special lady friend is also very into it, and she is not as much of an Apple person as I am. She's not anti-Apple by any stretch, but she doesn't make her a living with Apple. She just, you know, uses an iPhone and likes it, but she's really into this thing as well. I will say one other thing about it. I am a sucker for a flourish. I don't know if you'll be able to make this out. It came gift wrapped. That is their name. That's Grid. So it's black on black. Very stylish. Very well well put together. And it's also got that. It came... The wax seal with a ribbon, which has their logo as well. I don't know what that flower is, but kind of cool that they have it. I mean, the thing is just quality top to bottom. So if you're into Apple stuff, that's really cool. If you're looking for a unique gift that probably somebody doesn't have, um, especially if they're an Apple fan, I, I posted about it on Twitter. And uh, P. Mooney, who is somebody whose name I've known for a very long time, uh, and I think we might have met up at a Macworld or something at one point. He actually wrote back and said, I've got a problem. He posted a picture of his studio, and he's got a bunch of iPhones he's collected and a bunch of other smartphones he's collected. But up on his wall were three of these of different kinds of things. <laughs> so you got a few different endorsements out there. And like I say, I get nothing from this except um, it is a really cool thing. And if there's an Apple nerd in your life, uh, you know, and, and you're kind of bummed because you're looking at it and you can't really see it. If my word means anything, take my word for it. The thing's really, uh, really cool. So that's my pick. Well, thank you. First of all, thanks for being part of this, Ken. Um, even if you couldn't make any of the, the actual gift guides, I, I really appreciate, appreciate you taking the time here. But I feel like this also deserves a little bit of extra special highlight because a lot of us have talked about for so long about the the whole Apple thing being art i mean there have been plenty mm-hmm. of books and, and in fact i think we had one or two already picked on this year's gift guide um you know the design books that that mm-hmm. highlight apple design and so this just takes it to another level and taking some of that design and putting it up on your wall as you said the, this the flourishes the touches uh, in delivery the 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 quotes by steve jobs i mean all that just makes this an amazing gift for geeks so yeah i'll be i'll be pointing some people in my life to this and saying, hey, you know, if you don't have anything for me yet, um, here we go. 
you're going to end up with a Game Boy on your wall, which is not going to make any sense to you, but that's fine. Oh, well, no, let's not do that. No, no, <laughs> I, I, will, I will give them candidate gifts. How's that? Gotcha. How's that? Yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, thanks again for stopping by. I wish you the merriest of Christmases, the happiest of New Year's. And if you celebrate anything else, then go with those two and have a great time. All the same to you as well, Chuck. And thanks for letting me crash your party. Well, my first pick requires a little explanation and a little demonstration. Um, ah, there it is. Okay, so I'm going to suggest that you get one of these. Now, that's a big what, heat sink. Yeah. <laughs> very nice, Peter. Very nice. Um, this is uh, basically a letter sorter. So it's, it's kind of old school, but it can be repurposed. And if you're like me, and I bet a lot of you are, you have a lot of little external hard drives sitting around. And they clutter up your desk or they get away from you and you never know where they are. You put this on the desk and you just start dropping them in the slots. And if you want to, you can include the cords plugged in. And when you do that, of course, if you turn it around, then you have access to plug the drive in whenever you want to whatever Mac you want. And you end up with just a little bank of hard drives. And they're nice and neat and organized. They're accessible. Um, you can, of course, label them uh, if, if that's your thing. But I've, I've got this sitting on my desk. I took it apart just to show you here. Um, but it, it just lands there. It stays there. And all my external drives are nice and orderly, and I know right where they are instead of them disappearing on me or, you know, getting lost or worse, maybe end up, you know, falling somewhere and having somebody step on them or something like that. Um, it's, Plus it's instant raid whenever you want. Um, in, in a sense, Peter, almost, you know, if I can figure out a way to do that, you know, I've, I've been tempted to play with soft raid and maybe that'll be a holiday project um, to because, you know, you gather up a bunch of these things. Um, but yeah, it's, it's inexpensive, but it's solved a problem for me because as capacities have gone up, it seems like I just kept, you know, buying more drives, but you just hate to throw away. I mean, a 250 gig drive right now, eh, there are not a lot of projects you can do if you're doing video or, or photography, if you're doing files, that's a lot of space. But if you're doing some of the other, it's, it's a little bit difficult to, to not just be shuffling files on and off that all the time. And this is a way that you can organize some of those old drives. So, um, as always, I'll have links in the show notes to everything. It's like eight bucks, and you know, it's it's. Um, I mean, it's just cheap plastic, but it solves the problem. So there you go, a little drive dock of your very own making. And I'm going to take these out before I drop them and do anything. The DIY right. dock. DIY. Yeah, thank you, Peter. DIY doc. Yes. I, I have uh, I have one of those. It's metal, but otherwise the same. And I have filled it with old laptops. Laptops? Yeah. Okay. You know, laptops. Oh, would that yeah, I guess I guess that's sturdy enough. Well yours is metal, so yeah, I, I guess you could. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I'd do it with the plastic one, but the metal one. Um, and some of them I did put a little bubble bubble wrap around them. Um, and I think I have one old iPad plus, you know, a bunch of old laptops because I never get rid of them. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Okay, well, 
then I didn't see that one coming. I didn't even think about that as a place to I, store all I think that's I think that's better than stacking them on top of each other where the bottom one's getting crushed. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Good point. How many laptops do you have, Jim? Uh, I think I've got about seven in there. I, I know. I wonder if I could find a picture of it. I, I <laughs> and what's your it. early one? Uh, well, you know, I probably have some that are, you know, not in that. I don't know that I have, but I did a I did a cleaning about a year ago, and I was like, oh, I'm going to put these laptops in here, and all of a sudden they look nice and neat. Um, so I I don't think it's in this. Uh, thing but I, I you know i probably have a powerbook 140 i know i i had either a 140 or 170 at one point so i mm-hmm. i i have some you know that are like the black like the g3 um and i've got a titanium which actually that one is not in there it's actually plugged in um and so you know i've got a 12 inch macbook air and a bunch. Do you have one of the classic toilet seat designs? I <laughs> never. I, I. 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 I've not heard it called. Yeah, I guess I maybe I have heard it called that. I. I, I never had that one. Uh, I think you know because I tended to get the, the more pro ones. So mm-hmm. I think at that time I had the. What was that? The same time as the titanium one? I think it was approximately. Well, um, that well, was pre. I that was that was a Pismo era when the iBook came out. The iBook came out in '99, and Apple by 2001 had changed it to the, you know, the the, the white case. But yeah, I mean the the original. Uh, what did John C. Devore I call them? The 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 Barbie uh, iBooks um, in <laughs> right. tangerine and lime. Uh, those things are amazing. I, I you know I as a retro mod, I really want to get one of those. And put like a a pie in it or something like that, and and Linux, and just to keep that particular form factor alive because it's such a marvelous little machine. I have an Emate three hundred sitting around uh, in the closet someplace, so I I just love the old school um, Apple. Uh, 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 portable systems. Uh, my first, I, I go back right back back to the PowerBook 100 um, in terms of of like fixing them and servicing them because that was what I was doing in IT at the time. But the first one I owned is a Blackbird, a, a, a PowerBook 540C that I upgraded with a newer tech, new power um, uh, uh, power PC chip um when when that came out because that was when apple transitioned from uh 68k to uh to to power pc um and it, it all this reminiscing reminds me you know we are in the midst of this major revolution of uh of apple hardware um you know where apple is 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 has turned the corner to to mac silicon um um so it's an exciting time to be a a, a mac user especially now Definitely, definitely. Jim, uh, congratulations. I would not have thought of, of using it for laptops, I guess, because I don't have enough laptops to that I'm not using to, to, <laughs> just to stack them up on end. Because you're, because you're, yeah, I'm, you're I'm not sure not congratulations is, is the right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or sympathies, maybe. What, whatever's appropriate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this edition of Mac Voices is supported by Quip. Better oral health made simple. Visit getquip.com slash macvoices to get your first refill free.
Your mouth goes through a lot at this time of year. Talking to the in-laws, potentially developing a taste for fruitcake, enjoying one too many candy canes. So give it the gift of better oral care with Quip. Quip helps you make the most out of your toothbrush time with timed sonic vibrations that help you move from one part of your mouth to the next, ensuring that you get that full dentist-recommended two-minute clean. And it's easy to do because Quip has no attached wires or bulky chargers to deal with, so your bathroom is less cluttered. And you get to choose a color that's right for you, from the very serious all-black to the very bright and fun all-pink, and lots of options in between. And Quip's smart electric toothbrushes for adults and kids have all the guiding features of their original brush with the new Bluetooth smart motor that connects to the free Quip app so you can track your brushing, get tips and daily coaching, and earn rewards for good habits like brushing for two minutes twice a day. And even more good news, Quip is running their best deals of the year, which means you won't be paying through the teeth when you gift better oral care this year. So, if you go to getquip.com, com/macvoices right now on top of their holiday savings you'll get your first refill free that's your first refill free and up to 40% off bundles at getquip.com/macvoices spelled g e t q u i p.com/macvoices quip the good habits company thanks to quip for their support of macvoices Okay, guys, that puts us off to a really good start. Let's uh, let's hit round two. Peter, what do you got? My second um, offering is uh, it's still in the games theme. Um, you know, people are having a really hard time. Um, I don't know if you've noticed, but people are having a really hard time getting a hold of the latest game systems. Um, uh, they're they're hard to get. You know, uh, supply chain issues, obviously. Um, uh, even the GPUs that go in uh, good gaming systems and PCs are really hard to get. You can buy, you know, pre-made ones, but if you're a, a hobbyist gamer and you're interested in swapping out your graphics card, um, getting a high-end one is really difficult. But there is a weird loophole um, that uh, a lot of people overlook that if you have a good uh, connection to the interweb, you can exploit um, even on a Mac and have a really good time gaming. Of course, I'm talking about cloud gaming, um, uh, which is uh, d d something really cool and something that has changed a lot over the years. Mm -hmm. um, specifically, I'm talking about Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate. Um, it's available for a buck for the first month, and uh, then it's a pay-as-you-go service. Um, and uh, it is a really cool service. The way it works is that, you know, Microsoft has this uh, network of uh, th this wide area network that it operates its Azure services from. That, that, you know, wide area network is, is, is worldwide. If you're close enough to one of their servers, and you can test it out for yourself to see if you are, uh, you can actually run games uh, on the edge of, that, of the network. Now, edge cloud or edge computing is very different from what we think of when we think of traditional cloud gaming, if we think of that at all. Services have been around for a long time, services like OnLive, but they never really worked right. The reason they didn't work right is because latency is a problem. You know, the amount of time, the amount of, of time it takes for a, a piece of information to go from your computer or, you know, your game controller to the server and then back again takes a ridiculous amount of time. And honestly, there's only so much that you can do to um, 
work around things like the speed of an electrical current over whatever medium it's traveling through. So what edge computing does is it moves the computing out of the data center and closer to you somewhere in the cloud. Neat stuff. And when it works great, it works awesome. I've been playing Forza Horizon 5, Forza Horizon 5, which is a brand new game that just came out last week um, on my Mac with a game controller over Bluetooth. It works great. It's a lot of fun. It's not perfect, uh, but it gives people an opportunity to play games that they might not otherwise play because they don't have the system in hand to play it. And this, of course, is Microsoft. So all the stuff that you would be able to play on an Xbox or a cutting-edge gaming uh, uh, PC, um, you can play on Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. Um, it's definitely worth a try. And uh, it's, uh, you know, you, you can kick the tires um, and, and, and see what it's all about before you make a big commitment to it, which is a lot better than going to the store and dropping hundreds and hundreds of dollars <laughs> on a, uh, uh, on a game console that you may not recoup, um, uh, your investment in, uh, unless you actually sit there and, you know, play for dozens and dozens of hours. So that's the other thing I like about it is that it gives casual gamers as they're called, you know, people who aren't dedicated to the lifestyle of gaming an opportunity to, you know, try out the latest stuff without, um, you know, having to pony up hundreds and hundreds of dollars um, in, in inexpensive hardware um, to, to, to have fun. So, Peter, I, I guess I'm, I'm trying to understand this from a technical standpoint. So are you saying that the game that you decide to play game X and the service moves the game closer to you in the Microsoft cloud? Yeah, if you think of the Microsoft network itself, the core network as a cloud computing native environment, right? Even the network functions in uh, in, in in this sense are are uh, uh, applications or you know stuff. There's there's software that's running in the cloud, so you can do things when your your network is software based, like move compute cycles to a different part of the network where it is closer physically. Um, to to uh, to to the user um, to reduce things like latency, and that's why you get a very playable system um, doing it uh, with this. Or there's another service from, um, from from Amazon called Luna, which leverages Amazon's uh, AWS platform. Um, to do much the same thing. The games are a little bit different and the way that it links libraries is a little bit different. Microsoft has, um, you know, a great opportunity here because, you know, they're, they're a game publisher and, and they've got such a, a broad game platform. But Luna's got a lot of playable stuff on it too. I've had fun with that as well. And again, it links to a Bluetooth controller and you're just playing a game, streaming it um, as a remote instance that's running somewhere on the network close enough to you that you have a real-time gaming experience. Um, and if, if uh, you have the settings uh, for your network set up correctly and you've got the bandwidth, you can get uh, 30 to 60 frames per second, which is you know, the, the, the playable um, rate that you would expect from a, a good game system. Yeah, you, you beat me to it. I was going to ask you what kind of bandwidth is minimal minimum for a, a positive experience 
Yeah, I mean, if you're closer on the network, um, you're going to have a better experience. If you happen to be, you know, near a fat pipe uh, that's connected uh, adjacent to one of uh, Microsoft servers, but the only way that you know is 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 by giving it a try. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely uh, come a long way. I, on live, you know, I was there at the start, and that stuff just never really worked right. So it's interesting to see how far it's come, how quickly, and it's going to change a lot in the next couple of years too, because of the way that five G. Um, and uh, um, the hyperscalers like Amazon, like uh, Microsoft are working to build out these networks now, these hybrid cloud networks, they're calling them. Hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. When it comes to games, we call you. No question about it. Good Happy pick. to help. Good pick. Jim, round two. Okay, well, mine's uh, not nearly as ambitious as that. My second one's more kind of like a stocking stuffer, but it's uh, watch bands from a company called Tefica, which I'm wearing. I don't know. Mm. Kind of see. And let me take it off because uh, it's it's kind of cool. It has no clasp or it's just a loop and it's stretchy. Mm. So I don't know if you can see that it's stretching there. Yeah. So, so and they, and they come in these neat, you know, patterns. There's a lot of mm -hmm. cool patterns and it's very comfortable and you just put it on like this and it's on. Um, and they're about $20, $25. Um, now, the one thing about it for a gift that's a little bit suboptimal is you, because there's it's not adjustable, you have to order the right size. So it would have to be somebody that you, that you, you knew that could, you know, because you basically really have to measure the wrist um, to get the right size. Um, but uh, they're, they're great. This is basically the only watch band I've worn for at least two years, maybe three years. Uh, it do eventually, well, I wear them all day and night. Um, so they do eventually kind of wear out and you have to get another one because the elastic gives out a little bit. But um, I think they're 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 great, and there's there's a bunch of different different patterns. So um, a, a wide variety. So it's uh, T E F E C A. Oh, thank you. I've, I might have put an A in, or an I in there. Good. Tefica wash bands. Are they washable, Jim? Can you take it off and wash it? Probably. I, I have never done that, but um, I, well, I guess their website might say. Yeah. I wouldn't think you'd I, want to throw it in the dryer, but yeah. Oh. No. <laughs> I mean, because of the elastic. That, yeah. Yeah. You know, that would not be good right. for that. But it, it eventually, over time, it begins to loosen up a bit. So you. Get right. a new one. For that price, it's yeah. not a big deal. So it's not a big, you know, and and like I said, I, I wear it 24-7. Right. So, you know, if you didn't wear it 24-7, um, that would probably be um take take longer. And I think the first one I had I wore for 18 months or maybe two years. Hmm. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. All right. Great. Nice pick. Nice pick. Wally, what's your second round pick? 
Okay, well, this is going to be kind of a practical gift. And uh, in fact, this is something that you can put onto your array of hard drives, Chuck. And that is a Samsung portable SSD drive. This thing is so handy to have uh, at home in the office. I love it because it's really small, it's very light, and it's really fast because it's an SSD. Now, compare the size of this thing to standard, this is a two terabyte pocket drive, but this is much smaller. Um, so I always take one of these along whenever I go on an assignment or when I travel. For example, I was recently on a video shoot for a couple of days, and I used it to back up my SD cards in the evening, partly because it's so fast. So I connect it to my um, MacBook Air, and away it goes. It took no time at all. Um, I also use one to keep a carbon copy cloner backup of my MacBook Air. Or uh, I can load it up with, say, some of my favorite movies or videos to watch them on the road. And, of course, it's great for sneaker net uses around home to transfer large files or lots of data. So it's a USB-C connector. Uh, you can get it on the Jeff Bezos store for 500 gigabyte that's about this one it is 90 dollars or so you can get a terabyte version for about 130 and if you want to spring an extra 40 dollars or so you can get one with fingerprint and password security so it's the kind of thing that's really affordable and very practical so that's a great pick i've got a couple portable ssds i don't have that one um, yeah. And I've, I've, do you have one of the ones with the fingerprint ID? No, I don't. Okay. I've, I've, that's one I'm not quite sure about, you know, but I've, I've wanted to try one out sometime. You know, I, we, I've had this one for a lot. I, I have several of these actually, and I use them for different things. The one that I back up my uh, MacBook Air, obviously I don't do much else with it. It's roughly the same size as the hard drive on, on my laptop. So, uh, that's all that happens with it. But um, as I was looking at the prices of the one terabyte recently, I, I stumbled across the one with the fingerprint and password security. And so that's why I mention it, but I don't have one. Okay. Great. Thank you. That, that's a good solid pick, practical pick. So my second round, I don't know, Wally, if you've seen these. If not, I, I, I'm going to spend some of your money. I, I feel oh. sure. Um <laughs> And if you're into, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're into videography or even even just still photos, um, I think you would find this handy because everybody has an iPhone and everybody has probably a clamp or a mount or something that allows them to put their iPhone on a tripod. Right. And so, and and that's great, you know, obviously. But tripods are kind of limited. So what you got to do is you got to get one of these. Um, this is a clamp, that, and I mean it's a it's a heavy industrial strength clamp. Right. I don't want yeah. to do that because that hurts. Um, with a ball head attached to it. Yes. So right. it really doesn't matter, you know, where or what angle you would clamp this on something. With the ball head, you can end up making mm -hmm. sure that the phone is, if you want it to be, you know, perfectly horizontal or vertical, you can do it. And if you don't want that, then you can take video or pictures at some crazy angle. 
Um, and of course, with the sorry, with the um, with the iPhone, you can control some of those features straight from your Apple Watch as far as triggering the shutter. So you don't have to reach up there and try to tap it and then run back and get in position. So you can put your phone, or if if you're using a GoPro or any of the other cameras, anything that'll that you can mount with a quarter twenty, you can get this. You can put on here, and mm-hmm. it is. I mean, and I'm I'm sure somebody's going to say, "Gee, I'm not sure I want to put my nice new expensive iPhone in this." I won't speak for whatever whatever brackets you have that hold your iPhone, but you don't have to worry about it with this because this thing is absolutely rocks rock solid. It's not inexpensive, but it also isn't, I don't want it to be inexpensive. I want it to be good quality if I'm going to put that kind of expensive gear on it. Um, and so I've got a couple of these and I've used them a number of times just uh, as an ad hoc kind of uh, tripod. If, if I don't want to carry a tripod or don't have one with me, this goes into a bag or a briefcase a lot easier and gives you a lot of the same functionality because you can stick it again on it on a, the edge of a table or you know a light fixture or just about anything any place you can get get this clamp on it'll hold it for you so yeah it's a um, a clamp with a tripod uh, tripod excuse me a a, um, a ball head mount i love it um it, it, is it a uh, like a spring clamp or is it a screw clamp it's hard spring. to see sorry it's, it's, a spring. A, it's a spring clamp yeah and, so. and how wide do the jaws open oh i see yeah there we go can force uh, them well, a little bit by inch and a half something like that yeah yeah inch, inch, and, a, inch and three quarters maybe and as you can okay. tell i'm shaking trying to hold it open because the spring is that <laughs> is that strong so you don't have to worry about it but yeah which is good because you don't want to drop your phone exactly exactly yeah so once once you clamp this on something it's not going anywhere not until somebody takes it off or really bumps it hard uh, one thing that comes to mind very quickly for me is if you wanted to do a two-camera shoot or a two-iPhone shoot, you can set one up and aim at your subject from a different angle and then go somewhere else and either use your iPad or iPhone and shoot from the second angle, and you've got both of them. So very handy. And, Wally, that's exactly what I've been doing because, I mean, carrying around two and three tripods is a real hassle. But sure. carry around a couple of these and just find a place to stick them. Just for that, you know, just so you have that second angle. Yeah, yeah. it's it's absolutely terrific. So there you go. But also, the, some, the, uh, if you're doing a time lapse, it, it's very stable, I would think, and you could uh, set it up and away you go. Yep, yep. I've, I Honestly, I hadn't even thought about that. Now you just gave me something else I have to do with it. Thank you very much. T- time lapse, well, thanks to Wally. <laughs> uh, actually, I did a time lapse. Uh, I had an assignment. Uh, about uh, a month ago, and um, I had to set up on a gorilla pod, and it was a little shaky, and people were walking by, so I have a little vibration. Uh, it, and it worked fine, but I was always afraid that something was going to happen. It was either going to fall over or the vibration bad, and something like this would have been perfect because, it, as you say, it would have been rock solid. Yeah, I mean, and you bring up the Gorilla Pod, and that's, I mean, those are great. I, I love those, but sort of to your point, you know, sometimes you you may not be able to set them up completely exactly the way you want them set up. And with this, you know, because of that very thing, somebody bumps it or it vibrates a little too much. This, it's, wherever you put it, it's going to stay. And I love the ball head. That makes it, that's a, a, a game changer. I really like it. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's this is one of those things like, why didn't I come up with this so I can sell it? <laughs> but somebody beat me to it. So um, what do I have to budget on my credit card for that one? Um, I think if, if memory serves, um, obviously I have these in the show notes. I think this is like $25. Oh. So it's it's not inexpensive, but it's not ridiculously expensive either. Pocket change. <laughs> if you're a videographer, that's pocket change. Yeah, well, yeah, good point. Good point. <laughs> yeah, good pick, Chuck. Thank you. Thank you. Our panel will be back in the next edition of Mac Voices to wrap up their holiday picks this year. I hope you're enjoying these gift guides because they're always some of my favorite shows of the year. So until then, and as always, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com. Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com.